Baseball Money is Fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the SGPN NFL Playoff Challenge. $500 in cash and prizes up for grabs exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome to Baseball Money is Fake. We are back two days in a row, baby. Oh, I'm so excited to be doing this. There's been a lot of baseball going on, and we have an episode today that we have been talking about doing for like two weeks now that we're about to get into here in a minute. But as always, it is Blake Meyer here with my man Ryan Gilbert. How you doing today, Ryan? I'm doing good here. We got a uh, showing again that baseball money is fake with all this money being thrown around to Carlos Correa, who may not even have a healthy leg or whatever based off his uh physicals that he's failed but yeah i'm I'm doing good recording here on back-to-back days it's uh only january but you know it's never it's never a bad time to talk some baseball hell no especially if we can get some more of these episodes going like this i love it you mentioned korea before i start talking about korea i really got to get better about just jumping right into shit before we talk about korea everybody please make sure you go follow the new twitter handle if you're already following it before, you're good. If not, if you're new, if you're iffy about it before and you just realized how much you love us, you can go follow us on Twitter at Fake Baseball. Coolest Twitter handle out there. Still can't believe it was available. Uh, and you can also follow us in the Discord at sg.pn slash Discord. Come talk some baseball over there with us. Talk about it with us on Twitter, wherever. But Carlos Correa, I swear this is like the fourth episode we talked about this man. He goes back to Minnesota after initially turning down the Minnesota. Was it a player option or a team option? No, it's a player option. He declined. Back out on the market. Signs with the Giants. Signs with the Mets. Back to Minnesota. I yeah. I want to say like, oh, he found a home. But also at the same time, it kind of feels like he's just trying to pull a Will Ferrell in spring training and play for every single team. Yeah, I mean, that the, the Bermuda Triangle there from San Fran to, over new, to New York, over, back up to Minnesota. He's back where he uh, spent last year. I mean, of course, it's still not finalized yet, so we shouldn't spend too much time talking about it in case it in case it goes a different way. But, I mean, it gives the Twins another bat, bat in their lineup along with uh, Byron Buxton if he's healthy, Corey Polanco there. I forgot they, they, they got Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo is a Minnesota Twin. Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. It's some bombs there, target field. But I I think overall, he's going to be back to playing shortstop, so won't get that third base eligibility, which hurts him, hurts him, his fantasy value, as well as just going into a worse lineup. Worse lineup, doesn't have position eligibility. Uh, It's a a downgrade for his fantasy value, definitely. And uh, I I think he's making less money now, but baseball money's fake anyway. So (laughs) only a a six year contract opposed to these. 10, 11, 12 year ones guys are getting elsewhere. Maybe that's what he had to do with with his uh 
his leg. I had a feeling that's what's going to happen. I think I read that the Mets were willing to do like a similar t- – like they were going to keep it like a 12-year contract. The first six years, the Mets were going to fully guarantee, and then there was going to be a bunch of clauses in it for like the last six years. And he just said, fuck it, and went back to Minnesota. And yeah, my only real takeaway is this is – I think this is a significant thing to his fantasy value for next year because like we talked – in our episode that we did like the shortstop third bank third base rankings, a lot of his value next year was built on the fact that he was going to get that third base eligibility with the Mets and he was going to be eligible at a very, very, very thin position. But now I think in yesterday's episode, you said what there's 17 shortstops ranked in the top 85 or something like that. And so Correa is just another shortstop at this point, And I don't think it bodes well for him. Yeah, on Fantasy Pro's uh, early season rankings here, the consensus ranking, there are 17 shortstops in the top 89, and then Correa is the 18th shortstop at 104 overall. What this does, I think it it impacts the third base market. Just It just gives a notch up to all those top third basemen, Jose Ramirez, Bobby Witt, Machado, Devers, Austin Riley, Arenado, Bregman. Makes Wander Franco a be- better uh, look there, given his third base shortstop eligibility. Gunnar Henderson even is a guy that you can put there in multiple positions. So just fantasy value just down for uh, Correa here. And But as a Phillies fan, you know, it's always good to laugh at the Mets. It's always good to see the Mets. <laughs> They're like, you know what? Giants aren't going to sign him. We're going to go in, come in and sign him. And then for the Twins to do that, right back to the Mets. We uh, we love to see it. But, yeah, still, uh, still a good offseason for the Mets, just not the cherry on top with Correa. To stop us from continuing our Korea talk any further, this episode plan that we've been wanting to do, we've been wanting to do like a live mock draft, but with a little twist, I guess. Uh, we're recording on Skype right now, the huge, uh, and Ryan has been sharing his screen with me. Got the little Fantasy Pros draft simulator, so we yep. can kind of do like a live breakdown of our thought process during the draft, uh, things we're targeting this year, all those type of things. And with it being the draft simulator, everybody else is, it's just all computer things. It's all instant. So we'll make our pick. We can select in the draft where we're going to pick. And then it kind of just instantly comes right back around to us. And we have all the time in the world for each pick so we can break players down, talk about why we like somebody, why we don't like somebody, why we might skip over somebody that is still there, like Trevor Story and his bum elbow, which not going to get into but yeah so i figured this would be a fun little exercise something different for you guys than kind of what we've been doing especially since we're recording on back-to-back days so we don't got a whole lot of new news for you guys but this is a great way to get some content out there and give you guys a little inside look on how we do things yeah i know it's obviously not going to be perfect because it's all all computers but it is going based off 12 14 different experts ranks at a Fancy pros, they have their consensus rankings there. So there will be a, a probably some some more computer based stuff, not not human based stuff. But yeah, this is a chance to for us to you know go through go through all the different rounds. We're not not sure yet how many rounds we're going to get through here on the podcast. Hopefully, at least ten, twelve, maybe fifteen to round out the the starting roster. And yeah, we're gonna be like, okay, round seven. Who are these two guys we haven't talked about at all? Who do we who do we prefer? And just a uh, Another opportunity to just go over just random players that we haven't talked about. 
and yeah, we've been brainstorming this a while. We've been like, okay, should we do a mock draft? Should we like do our rankings in a mock draft? But I think this is just a good way to, especially being a simulator, be like, okay, let's just get into it, see how it goes, and we can go from there. And especially since uh, we on yesterday's yesterday's episode, we just did our uh, first round rankings mm-hmm. for this year for twelve team leagues. So if you haven't listened to that yet, go back and check it out afterwards. You can pause this, go back and look or listen, I should say. Now kind of get an idea of who we like where why we like them our lists were somewhat similar but there was a few bigger differences so it'll be interesting to see how this shakes out for us right now uh we did talk before the episode about kind of where we wanted to have our draft position be we figured some of the more difficult spots to draft from would be like pick six pick seven a 12 team so i think we're just going to go six so we're just going to half it right down the middle in mm-hmm. a 12 team league so then there's no you're not worrying about back-to-backs uh it makes it a little more difficult because you can't pick somebody and just expect somebody else to be there two picks later for you so it'll be a fun fun way to help people out drafting more in the kind of the middle, the middle part of the draft yeah i think everyone wants to have like one of those wraparound picks i think at least i do most people do just want to be able to like okay they can plan like you said, plan two picks, but having right in the middle, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to take this guy. You can't really plan to take your next guy because there's going to be 10 picks between you. So, yeah, I figured six is a good place to start. Maybe we can do a uh, – if, if this goes well, we can just – we can go through all, all the picks. We can do some random ones. Before we get into this, make sure we uh, you check out WinBet. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. And the NFL playoffs are here. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100, limited to state availability. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subjects obtained, change terms and conditions. The conditions at winbet.com, but if you're 20 or older and present in the state where play the is available, if you're someone who has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And SGPN has teamed up with Homage for an NFL Playoff Challenge. The winner will get $300 cash, $100 SGPN gift card, and a $100 Homage gift card. Homage has a ton of cool retro and throwback officially licensed NFL gear. Check them out at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash homage. For all the contest deals and to enter, download the SGPN app and hit contest. All right, we are ready to get into this here, Blake. I got gonna start the draft right now if we're ready. Let's do it. I'm ready. All right, here we go. Start your draft. Also, the the fun part about this is the uh, the team names involved in here are usually pretty good. <laughs> All right, here we got pick six. Uh, pick so far: uh, Acuna, Judge, Julio Rodriguez, Trey Turner, and Jose Ramirez are all gone. I think that's that's pretty much Acuna going first. It's surprising, but that that's a decent top five. So the uh, four suggested players are Kyle Tucker, Juan Soto, Mookie Betts, and Jordan Alvarez. 65% of experts agree on Kyle Tucker, and then 14%, 14%, and 7 for the next three. Uh, who, who do you want to go with there? Kyle Tucker being the suggested pick is kind of odd because we both had him a little farther down in our rankings, didn't we? I, I, yeah, I, you had Tucker at 8. I had Tucker at 10. Yeah, so we can't go Tucker. 
This is right where in our Mookie Betts range. I had Mookie Betts six, and you had Mookie Betts five. I I think we go Mookie Betts, and and if you missed that episode, and you're you're not going back to listen, Mookie Betts has second base eligibility, which which puts him above these other guys for me. So yeah, let's go with Mookie Betts here, sixth overall. That's where you have him. I have him fifth. So uh, all right, Mookie Betts drafting and moving on to the second round here. Um, the four suggested players are Bo Bichette, Sandy Alcantara, Manny Machado, and Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, I, I like, I mean, I like Bo Bichette here. I know you had Bo Bichette in one of your bigger leagues last year, right? You traded mm-hmm. for him? In my, no, he, he's in my keeper league. I, I have him as one of oh, my, that's right, my that's right. keepers. And for me, I'm going to count out Sandy just because I can't pick mm-hmm. I yeah. can't pick a pitcher in the second round. This is way early. But I did have Manny Machado in my top 12. Yeah, I figured we'll probably go Machado here. Also, I think Goldschmidt is being overlooked a lot. I think Goldschmidt could end up being a, a first-round talent. I mean, he won I the MVP, right? Well. Yeah, and in my first base rankings, I actually have him as my number one ranked first baseman for next year. Yeah, 35 yeah. home runs, 115 RBIs, hit 317, OPS 981. Yeah, he's he's settling in there in St. Louis. But, yeah, I think here Machado, third Love base uh, is not deep whatsoever, and, and you have him 12th. So I think getting him here at, uh, what is this, overall? 17, what is this? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> 19th, uh, it looks like. Yeah, all right, let's go with that here. <laughs> All right, let's draft uh, Manny Machado here. We got so that's uh, Mookie Betts, Manny Machado, first two picks. I like it. I like it. Not bad. This is where it gets interesting with pitcher. <laughs> yeah. You, you, go ahead, read them off. You can you, you can read them off here. Uh, we got Dylan Cease is the expert projected pick. I am fading Dylan Cease in every <laughs> draft I will be in this year, including Fantasy Pros. Draft simulator drafts. That walk rate scares the hell out of me. Uh, and then we got Randy Rosarena, Spencer Strider, and Emmanuel Classe. I, who are you feeling on this one? I mean, we're not taking a pitcher. So, like, uh, I think there's a thing where you can you can dismiss them for this round. Dismiss him. We'll, uh, we're not taking a closer. Dismiss <laughs> Absolutely him. Absolutely not. I don't think I want to take Strider yet. I don't, yeah, I don't think so either. Especially, like, Shane McClanahan's still out there. Aaron Nola's still out there. Oh, man. Marcus Simeon? Also, over here on the left, I'm not sure if you can see, it, is like the oh, yeah. top. So Al- Altuve's still out there. Altuve would be would be a good pick here if we didn't have bets. And it might even still be a solid play to get to slide bets to outfield. Um, and then slide Altuve in. Slide Altuve to second base. But is or do you just want to take a Rosarina to get a uh, outfielder? Yeah, let's go a Rosarina. Let's lock let's yeah, in think, that outfield spot. I think it's been there at, as well. At this point, to get, to get a, yeah, a Rosarina there, third round pick. And he's a 2020 guy last year. He hit like 250 still. So he can he can put up some good numbers. The bigger bases, I think he could steal 30 bases next year, which would be nice. Uh, Yeah, he, he, he had 32 last year, so he should be. Oh, a, there we go. He, 32 last year, caught stealing 12 times, so maybe you can get 40. That would be crazy. Right. Well, I'm catching myself reading these. <laughs> yeah, one, one thing I have noticed about the uh, Fantasy Pros 
mock simulator thing here is, is they do suggest you take a closer pretty early. They have Josh Hader as, as one of the top guys here for round four to take. Liam Hendricks, uh, hopefully he, he gets better there. He's down there. Another option. I, I don't want to take a closer, so they're, they're being dismissed. Uh, Marcus Semyon and, and Cedric Mullins are right there. I like Simeon. Simeon could have a monster year. Simeon's a guy. I think we we talked about him about him a bit. We were talking about about the Rangers. Um, I think he had a tough first half and then settled in. If I yeah remember correctly, I'm, I'm pulling up his half. baseball reference here. Um, hit 13 home runs in the first half and the second half, but the first half he he hit. 239 with a 697 OPS. Second half, he hit 259, so raised it 20 points with a 777 OPS. Just no power there in the first two months. From June to October, he had 7666 home runs, so 25 of his 26 home runs came from June to the end of the year there. Yeah, I think Semyon, you know. He still managed to steal 25 bases last year, too, career high. Oh I, yeah, I didn't notice over here on the side here. We have a uh, Louis, Louis Robert. Is, is he is he an option for you here? Oh, this early, I I would wait one more round on Robert only because the injuries scare me. If he stays healthy for a full year, he's a top three round guy easily. But I need to see him play more than like ninety games in a season to take him <laughs> as one of my top four picks. Yeah, no, I think I think Semyon is Semyon shortstop eligible too. Yeah, that that's oh, yeah. a that's a slam dunk pick there. I I thought he was only second base, which would have slotted Betts to the outfield. But getting getting him as a as a shortstop, I think we we have to do here. Perfect pick. What do we got what do we got? See, this is where I start to consider. I start to consider pitchers, not closers. They got a lot of closers on here. So Romano and Williams. That does her nose. They got Julio Rios and Kevin Gossman up there. What's your general strategy on closers for 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 for, uh, for drafting? Because I'm I'm a guy that uh, I, I just wait till the end and I get like three or four just crap closers and hope they can put it together and I'll pick some guys up. I usually just fade closers altogether. Like in my points league, I don't really get closers. Yeah, points uh, so, yeah. Yeah, in category leagues, I'll usually if I'm gonna go closers, I go all out and I just get two really good ones, or I just fade that all together. Yeah, that's I basically would only get a good closer if he's like dropping down below his ADP, and that would have to be somewhat significant just to make sure I get that, and, and that would change my whole draft strategy. Because I'm like, okay, let me get another good closer to make sure I can lock up saves, and I want to change it. Like, okay, let's. Let's get lower ERA uh, starters. We can try to win, win the ratios plus, plus the saves. So it, it's a whole thing there. But getting back to this, uh, round five, pick 54 overall. We got Urias and Gossman, the two starters you said there that are up. Uh, Luis Castillo is over there as well. You know, I Alec, love me a Mariner. Alec Manoa is, is there. Maybe could possibly get him next round. Oh, I like that. If we could get like, I don't want to go Gossman Manoa just because I don't want two Blue Jays pitchers as our top two. Yeah, but I if, don't know if I don't know if I trust Urias as my uh, fantasy baseball ace, but that I don't could just either. be. Oh man, he's he's good though. Over the past two years, I mean, 
296 ERA, 37 and 10. Um, 361 strikeouts, strikeout per inning. Like he's, he's consistent, flies under the radar there for the Dodgers. I think. I mean, he he's not a bad pick. I I I like I like. Or, I mean, I like see, we could. No, I, I don't think short I, at the I, middle infield with Corey Seager. I don't want Seager and Semyon though. I did read a stat that Corey Seager had the most hard hit ground balls and line drives into the shift last year, and apparently. It wasn't even close between him and the second place person. So with I mean, no shift, mm-hmm. he could be a monster. Seager hit a career high thirty three home runs last year, but only batted two forty five. So if we see something in the middle there, if he gets his average up to two seventy five with like twenty five bombs, that he'd be a, a a good good look there. But I think having Semyon and and, and Betts as our second base and, and shortstop is probably good. Yeah, we going Urias here. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, he's, he's one of those. Like we talked about yesterday with the set it and forget it kind of guys, he seems like one of those. You're not going to think about him a lot. He's yeah. just going to put up consistent numbers at every start. And he played for the Dodgers, so he's going to get double-digit wins. All right, a lot of closers just... again this round. Ooh, Alec Manoa is still there. Ooh, so is you Darvish. Alec Manoa, you Darvish. And Christian Ooh, Javier. Christian Javier, Max oh. Freed. This is... This is where it could where it could it could stop. Who do we want to pair with pair with Urias here as uh, as our second ace? This is tough because for me, Christian Javier and Alec Manoa are two guys that I think are potentially going to finish one and two in the Cy Young for next year. Really? Yeah. And I got Brendan mm-hmm. Woodruff over in the end. Now, you know, mix it up a little bit. Oh, you, but, uh, you got you got those two guys in in your mock, in your fan tracks mock, mock draft you did didn't you? <laughs> no, I got Christian Javier, and then I got oh, I don't, it might have been Alec Manoa. It I was Alec why. Manoa. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's I don't know if I trust combo. him. But then I looked, then I looked at his numbers. Like, okay, yeah, he's, he's pretty good. Uh, um, um, man, this is tough. Which one are you leaning towards? I'm looking at at their numbers right now. Um. Javier is more more of a strikeout guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Projected 191 Ks next year. Or do we go Darvish? Like uh, we're just completely like you. Darvish is like a nobody, is what is what we're saying. But he was he's been up and down in San Diego, right? I think he was pretty. He was good last year. He won a good amount of games. Had a decent ERA. 16 and 8, 3 310 ERA. Let me change this to 2022 stats. We can see it there. Yeah. Um. I'll go, I'll, I'll go Christian Javier. That, that, that works for me. I like that pick. I think we got two young guys with very high ceilings. Yeah. All right. Which is good. Aces with that have a, a high floor and high ceilings. Oh, do we go pitcher, pitcher, pitcher and snag Zach Gallen? Zach, uh, yeah. Here, here we're in the round seven. Max Fried's still there. Zach Gallen, Joe Musgrove, Sandra Bogarts. Alec Manoa is also still there. He, oh, wow. Why? How? Why is he being overlooked? He, I mean, he shouldn't be. I had him on my team last year, and he was. His, his ADP is fifty-two. This is pick seventy-eight. Uh, what's the NF? Let's see where he is on NFCB. He's ADP sixty-eight. This is pick seventy-eight. Uh, I'm, I'm going. Manoa. I think that's I a steal. Yeah, I think that's. A, yeah, dude, I don't know why go... he's not. I don't know why he's not showing up as like a suggested player here. But that's odd. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Manoa, round seven. Pitcher, pitcher, pitcher. That's a. So what did we start with? We went uh, Betts and Machado. 
We got, yeah. We got Betts, first round, Machado, Rosarina, Marcus Semien. And we got uh, three aces here, Urias, Javier, and Alec Manoa. I like that. I think we could hold off on pitcher for a bit now. Yeah, I think we got, we have to get – we oh, fuck. We don't – our second outfielder is going to blow. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I know who I like off this little side list right now. They're, the f- fantasy pros is saying we should pick Joe Musgrove. We're not picking Joe Musgrove. <laughs> We're not going pitcher four in a row. Willie Adamas is the next highest suggested at 29%. He is my one of my biggest breakouts for 2023. I think he could potentially be a 40 home run shortstop. He's just got to be able to figure out how to hit like 250. Adley Rutschman there, though. That's my number one ranked catcher for 2023. You want to go Adley Rutschman? I was looking if we should go a, go a catcher here. I was looking, I was looking at Will Smith. I think Will, Will Smith, Smith is not bad either. I think Will Smith right here he's he's kind of more consistent. You know, we're getting from back to back 25, 24 home runs, RBI 76, 87, hit 260 each of the last two years. Rutschman, he, Rutschman he hit could. 27, he hit 275 in the second half. I was doing weird Rutschman research this yeah. morning. He hit 275 in the second half. His projected. Uh, 30 doubles and uh, 18 home runs by Steamer. If he hits 30 doubles and 20 home runs next year, which is a possibility, he's the first uh, catcher since JT Real Muto in 2019 to do that. Yeah, this is a spot we're looking back on it. We probably should have. I guess we have bets that we can put in the outfield too if we end up getting a, another second baseman. So it's not that's not too bad. Yeah, so we've at least got two out, two outfield eligible, eligible people. Yeah. We can go Will Smith. We can, we'll, go like, Will, we'll go Will Smith here. I'm I think not, he's going to hit I'm a more not, predominant spot in that order, too. Yeah, let me look up the uh, Dodgers projected order real quick on Fangraphs. They have him hitting uh, third between Freeman and Muncie, which, yeah. Yeah. I'm not usually a big get-a-catcher early guy, but I think here, pick 91, round round eight after going three straight pitchers, I think we and, – and we've gone – we basically valued position uh, scarcity as well with with Betts and with Machado and with Semi, and so I guess we we should continue that with 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 uh, Will Smith. I like it. With Justin Turner and Trey, the Turner boys both gone out of L.A., there's going to be a lot more opportunities for Will Smith to be the guy to kind of get a lot more of those counting stats. Mm-hmm. All right, under round nine here, pick 102 Ooh. overall. This is. Um, I'm looking at a guy that's not being suggested right now. This guy right over here he could be a high upside guy. A Byron Buxton is the top ranked guy. 91 um, fantasy pros is recommending Doval, the closer for the giants, Tristan McKenzie, Tyler glass now, and Ahmed Rosario. Rosario has got shortstop and outfield. That's a pretty uh, interesting look, but 0% of experts agreed to draft. Him right now, so <laughs> I don't think we can go there. I like the Byron Buxton pick because, I mean, 28 home runs in under 100 games last year. If he stays healthy, he's already shown that he can hit 300 in a season. He hit uh, like 304 in 2021. We're banking on the health, so it's kind Mm -hmm. of a little bit of a home run pick. But the fact that Betts does have the outfield eligibility as well, it Mm -hmm. gives us a little more leeway. And Buxton kind of becomes like our third outfielder rather than our first or second. I like that. Steven Kwan's there as well. 
points leagues. Ooh, a monster. Yeah, I think though, like Betts, Machado, Rosarina, Semien, and Will Smith are all kind of they have pretty much high high floors as long as they stay healthy. Yeah. So I think taking Buxton here does make sense. It true. But it also, fits the, but also the lineup build. Yeah, or we could just continue that with uh. Oh, Stephen Kwan's even lower than Buxton on the uh, NF- NFCB average, really? round, which I'm surprised about. Kwan's 120, and uh, Buxton is 109. I wonder. I would have to see Kwan's like where he ranked last year in like a categories league, because I know in points leagues that like, he was the fifth best points league outfielder last year. Let me see if I, I can pick it up real quick. Uh, it take me a minute here, but yeah, this is uh, this is the spot of the draft here, round nine, when you really look back at your first your first couple of picks and be like, okay, that's where maybe I, I should have attacked. Like we probably shouldn't have taken three straight pitchers there, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it's uh, it's our first uh, mock, simulation mock draft here, so not, not even not, not a huge deal. Um, I have Stephen Kwan was ranked overall 96 last season in my Yahoo head-to-head okay. league. Uh, let me check where that ranked for outfielders, all eligible. Uh, 20th, 20th for or 21st for outfielders. 21st outfielder, okay. So vastly different. Yeah. I, I like the Buxton pick. I like, we kind of, we got a lot of safe picks. Machado, we know what he's going to do. Or Rosarena, we know what he's going to do. Betts and Simeon, we know what they're going to do. Buxton's the guy that could outperform yeah. any projections we put on him. And I think this late into the draft is an excellent time to take somebody like that. Yeah, there we go. We got uh, Buxton, ninth round, 102 overall. These team names are fucking killing me. <laughs> well, and, and look at uh, look round 10 now. There. Go ahead. That I is Stephen Kwan's the projected pick, 58%. And then David Bednar, we're skipping closer. Luis Severino, uh, I don't really like Luis Severino, I'm not going to lie. Uh, Scott Barlow, another closer. But on the side, they've got guys like Chris Bryant, Christian Walker, Tyler O'Neill. For hitters, I, for me, Stephen Kwan is the pick. He's going to do he's gonna do a lot this year. He's going to hit really well. does never strike out. Gets on base a ton. Can put some counting stats up. He'll get an okay amount of runs. I think with Josh Bell being out there in Cleveland now, he could score a lot more runs to go along with driving in some runs. So he's yeah. like a safety net pick. I love it. Yeah. All right. Let's go, uh, go Stephen Gwan here. Also, also on the side, a guy I'm going to look at, he'll probably be gone next round is Logan Webb. Oh, yeah. I feel like he's... I, I don't I don't know how Fantasy Pros does this like suggested player stuff here, but Logan Webb is the second ranked third ranked player, second ranked starting pitcher, but he but they have Severino showing up over him <laughs> for some reason. Uh yeah, Quan, we'll go Quan here. One fifteen overall. I think that's especially especially we were considering him last pick, getting Buxton Quan back to back really around out our outfield with a Rosarina and also having having bets too. So Yeah, and it is such a thin position, so rounding it out already is Awesome. Oh, man. Okay. okay, so Christian Walker is still there. I love Christian Walker there. I know I see a Philly on there. Uh, no, I see a Seattle Mariner top 58% of experts agree. I thought you were going to go off. George Kirby. 
Yeah, I mean, go ahead. Pull the trigger. I love it. George Kirby. He's excellent command of the strike zone. Really low whip. He's the kind of guy that could have a whip under one in a season, and it would surprise probably nobody. Uh, decent strikeout stuff. I think he averaged nine Ks per nine last year. He's still a young guy, so he's got to get a little more feel for some of his pitches. I know his CSW was kind of low on a lot of his pitches, so he's got to get that up a little bit. But they already shown last year that he has a longer leash than most younger guys. They let him pitch a lot more innings than – Everybody thought he was. He thought he was going to be capped at about 100. He ended up going 130. So, And they showed him they trust him. They brought him in to mm-hmm. close out a game in the playoffs last year. He's a guy that – he would be our fourth pitcher, which is crazy. George Kirby is our fourth starter. I absolutely love it. Yeah, I think we got to go Kirby here. You did mention Christian Walker who's coming off a insane 36 home run season. But it seems like pitchers go off the board pretty quickly here with our uh, – with our computer uh, opponents here. So yeah, I think yes, they do. I think George Kirby, uh, uh, NFCB ADP is one Oh five getting him here at one twenty six. Gotta, gotta pull the trigger. Love it. All right. And um, while I'm thinking about it, make sure you check out underdog fantasy. We're brought to you by underdog fantasy underdog. The season never ends right now. You can play their fantasy football playoff, best ball, the gauntlet with $1 million in prizes up for grabs. They also have a ton of daily games for NBA and NHL, and I have about 10 active uh, best ball MLB drafts going on right now. Plus, when you use promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com, you get a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, getting back to the uh, the draft here. That that Philly is still right there. Top yeah. half of the board, uh, Nick Castellanos, uh, uh, round 12, 139 overall here. Also have Scott Barlow, uh, Chris Sale, and Daniel Bard suggested. Um, are we getting to the point where a lot of closers are gone? Yeah, most uh, most play, most people already have at least one closer, if not two, if not three. Some, uh, some of these computer teams have. Three, oof. Yeah. Um, Do you want to snag one just so that we have one? Yeah, I, I guess we 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 probably need one for this exercise here because because um, let me see who's really pitcher Scott Barlow, Daniel Bard, Paul Seawald. Who's closing for the Mariners? Seawald. It's gonna Munoz. be Munoz. It's gonna be okay. Munoz. They'll, they'll probably start the year with the uh, committee, like whoever's got the hot hand. But it's gonna be Munoz. Yeah, l- let's just get Barlow here so we have a closer. Fine. <laughs> we're Round not 12. happy about it if anybody couldn't tell. Yeah, that's when you can. That's when I can start picking up picking up closures. Is like starting into into the teens here. Um, round thirteen, pick one fifty. Um, can get Charlie Morton, Chris Sale, Brandon Nimmo, Jordan Montgomery over here. Best available is Andrew Vaughn, which isn't. Do we have a first baseman yet? I was just gonna say I don't think we have a first baseman yet. No, we have our we have catcher, second, short, third, three outfielders, no first baseman and no utils yet. Uh, first baseman left out there are Vaughn, Muncy, Miranda, Randy Telez, Cronenworth, Josh Bell. Yeah, we might need to get I, Vaughn. And then, I like Vaughn. Yeah, a lot. I. He's one of those young guys that I got burned on in 2021. I, I tried to come <laughs> back a little bit on 2022. He was fine. But yeah, maybe he finally uh, has that breakout season if he can. Is he going to be 
Yeah, he'll be hitting sixth in their lineup according to fan graphs. So, yeah, let's just grab Vaughn as a first baseman and then hopefully get one for one of our uh, util spots. So I'm seeing Josh Bell down there as kind of the, the guy I'm targeting. Yeah, Vaughn hit uh, 271, 28 doubles, 17 home runs, and drove in 76. Not terrible. K rate well under 20, all the way down at 17%. I like it. I think he adds a lot of. Uh, he's got he's had some position versatility because he's got outfield eligibility mm-hmm. as well. So yeah. we can use him as an extra outfielder if need be, and then he gets a decent amount of extra bases and can drive in some runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, round 14 now, 163 overall. Um, I kind of feel like we should get another closer just so just Lock so we have two. More, we have more than one. Um. The closers left are Daniel Bard for Colorado, Alexis Diaz for the Reds, Pete Fairbanks, Jose Leclerc, uh, Phillies uh, mismatch of Gregory Soto, Anthony Dominguez. Who's going to close for you guys? It's going to it's probably be Dominguez to start, but it's going to be a, it's going to be a committee. Is Daniel Bard the closer? Let's just I check. think he's the choice. He let's just check closer monkey real quick. Um, I don't know what when this is updated as of. No, it's not updated. Let me check if our good friends at Pitcher List have any um, top relief pitchers here. Checking on Nick, make sure he's got his guys doing what they're supposed to do. There you go. Top 30 closers as of – or top 125 relievers for save hold leagues here, which is not, not great. Uh, I'm looking at his stats right now while you're looking that up. Daniel I Bar? like the pick. Uh, 34 saves last year. He had 69 Ks in 60 innings with a 1.79 ERA. Yeah, he, he's going to close. It's, it's him. Uh, you got Pierce Johnson, Denelson LeMay, Lucas Gilbreth, Justin Lawrence. So yeah, uh, let's get Bard here. Just have the have the Royals and Rockies closers. Just absolute lockdown guys. <laughs> hey, if Chris Bryant actually plays, they might win like three or four more games. So that's that's at least one more save chance. Yeah. All right. And yeah. Alexis Diaz got taken right before our next pick. So that, that's good. We didn't. Uh, that's good. We, we we got Daniel Bard. A few first basemen taken as well. Muncy, Jose Miranda, uh, Drury. I don't know if he's his first base eligible. But now the best available players here are Hanager, Josh Bell, John Gray, Jeff McNeil, Oscar Gonzalez, Jake Cronenworth. Who's, how many outfielders do we have? We have those three, uh, Rosarina, Buxton, and Quan, and then we also have Betts and Vaughn, who are outfield eligible. Okay. Cause Is Josh Bell really outfield eligible? Yeah. Yeah, I think he plays an outfield for... Uh, for Just a Nats, little. Maybe? Uh, hey, um, I mean, as long as the thing says that he gets it, that's all that matters. Yeah. But I would like to point out, I love Oscar Gonzalez as well. He was a league winner type of guy at the end of last year. You know, I love my August to the end of the year stats. You do, yes. From August to the end of the year, he hit 301 with 15 doubles, nine home runs, scored 27 runs, drove in 29, Mm. K rate under 20, and he stole one base. He can put some numbers up. If Josh Bell can be then non-Padres Josh Bell, he could put legitimate stats up as well. 
Yeah, my my only qualm is I think we need. I, I don't like Andrew Vaughn as being our like first baseman, like, like like the guy there. So I'm just looking like after Bell, Luis Arias, Alec Bohm, Joey Manessis, Josh Ooh, Naylor. Joey Manessis. Jerry I don't Walsh. know if I trust Joey Manessis. Uh, yeah, I like Josh Bell. I like Josh Bell. He's in Cleveland. He's gonna hit right up there with Joe Ram, Stephen Kwan, Oscar yeah. Gonzalez. They got a lot of a lot of people to score runs, so yeah, mm, I, not I, a terrible I, pick. I, th- I think a Bell Vaughn tandem. Hopefully, one of them would be able to uh to stay That's on the team the entire year. And he's a year removed from 27 home runs, so yeah. he has he has actual power. Um, all right, getting into the the depth of the draft here. Uh, round 16, picked 187 overall. Let's take a look at our roster here. We got everything filled out. We need a utility guy. Need a few more pitchers, and then it's just the bench here. Um, it. Let's go suggestions. All right, so I need a good util guy. These are the ones that are available right now? Yeah. Uh, so the suggestions, the top four suggestions are Jake Cronenworth, John Gray, ew, Luis Arias and Jorge Lopez. I would like to point out Luis Arias might be the ultimate utility player since he has position eligibility at first base, second base, third base, outfield, and DH. He can play literally everywhere. Yeah, and he, I mean, he hit. Did he win the batting yep. title? Three sixteen yep. last year, career average three fourteen. He's not going to hit for power, but you don't necessarily need that of a out of a util guy that can play all over um i've never been a big jake cronenworth guy i'm not sure about you nope me neither yeah, he seems to be more of like a just replaceable 17 21 home runs hits career average 250 78 80 rbis so i think Arias there yeah great average can be a guy you can plug and play anywhere let's uh let's go with him and he makes up for the the lack of home runs by, I mean, he hit 31 doubles last year, so he he still gets the extra bases, six triples in 2021, got a little speed, bigger bases maybe. That's something I haven't considered that much as well. Those bigger bases are going to turn a lot of long singles into doubles mm, and also yeah. some of those longer doubles into triples. So total bases, I think, are going to go up considerable next year, and he's a good total bases guy. Yeah, just lo- looking at the uh, top players available here, I Sean Murphy's available. Uh, also saw Cal Riley still available. So like, looking back on it, maybe Ooh. Will Smith was a, a bit of a, a reach. Yeah, especially a big dumpers still there. I had to get a yeah. big dumper reference in. Oh yeah, the big dumper reference in. But like, I I, oh, yeah. I don't hate the Will Smith pick. Just looking like who was taken between Smith and our next pick. Like, it's not anyone. Great. Robbie Ray, Christian Yellick. Christian Yellick has just completely fallen off a cliff, hasn't he? That's Yeah. It's upsetting to see. He started out really good last year, too, because I remember I wrote an article last year, like a trade article, and I had him in there. Somebody you should definitely target in trades, and he made me look like a fucking idiot. (laughs) All right, let's uh, take Arias here, pick 16. I'm not exactly sure how many rounds there are. Uh, 24 rounds. Uh, All right. On to round 17, pick 198 overall. This is already going longer than, than I thought it would. I thought we'd, I thought we'd definitely stop it after like 10, 12, or 15. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, this is just moving right along here. Yeah. Uh, it's got Miles Mikolas, the mustache himself, as the top 
projected person, 35%. Then Brendan Rodgers, who I wouldn't touch with the 10-foot pole because he's the guy that always gets talked about as a breakout player and then never actually breaks out. Danny Jansen, we don't need another catcher. He's somebody that could be okay. This year in Toronto, I don't know how it's going to work with Varsho. Is Varsho going to spell Alejandro Kirk a little bit as well? And all of a sudden, they got a three-man catcher rotation with uh, – I don't know. I don't know. My mind stopped working yeah. there for a second. And then Jorge Lopez. Yeah, uh, Jorge Lopez might be, might be who to grab here just as like an extra closer just to kind of finish that out with having three not-too-great closers. But – uh, I'm looking at over to the left here, and a guy catches my eye is a uh, Cattell Marte. I don't know if 2019, if like something was going on. He, he hit 32 home runs, 92 RBIs, hit 329, finished fourth in MVP voting. But since you know he's hit a total of 28 home runs in um, 272 games, an average of 17 per season. He's gonna hit. Uh, Top of the lineup there with Corbin Carroll, Jake McCarthy, Christian Walker. So we should be able to get some run scoring opportunities. Has second base outfield. Also, Jonathan India up there is a guy that had a good rookie year. Just took took a big step back last year. I think this is the point of the draft where you like you go. Grayson Rodriguez is still there. You go just based off like personal preference and like the ceiling of, of the guys that you want. See, Grayson Rodriguez we, is somebody that we I want only in have, every draft. Yeah, do we only have three pitchers still? Uh, starters, yeah, no four. We took Kirby. Oh, okay, yeah, we got Kirby. Yeah, let's go. Great, let's go. Girod right now. Yep, I love it. Uh, just lost him right there. High he, ceiling, love it. He's somebody. He had that injury at the end of last year. They shut him down. It wasn't a crazy injury. They shut him down just so he couldn't re-injure it. There's talk about whether or not he will or won't start the year in the big leagues. Hundred percent going to start the year. In the big leagues, he's their ace. They don't have anybody anywhere near as good of him as a pitcher. I don't think any teams really, for the most part, have any prospects anywhere near as good of a pitcher as him. Yuri Perez out in Miami's pretty damn good as well. But Grayson Rodriguez is starting day one. They want him to be in that rookie of the year mix. He's going to win a fair share of games. I don't know how good Baltimore is going to be this year, but he's going to he strikes people out like crazy. Good command of the zone. Think George Kirby with better strikeout stuff. Love it. Love it. All right, into round 18, and we still have Brendan Rodgers, Miles, Miles Mikolas there, uh, Jonah Heim. We're not taking another catcher. Uh, Giovanni Galag- Galagos for the Cardinals. Is he closing? I don't think he's next in line, it says. Oh, uh, um, yeah. So we probably missed out on the closers. That, that, that's fine with me. We'll, 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 we'll pick one up. Too. We'll pick one up in this uh, alternate timeline where this is an actual <laughs> draft. Uh, we could go – oh, see, I like Jonathan – the guys on the side, we got Jonathan mm-hmm. India, Riley Green, Tel Marte, Joey Manessis, Josh Naylor, Harrison Bader, Estrada, and J.D. Martinez. I – see, if we didn't take Josh Bell last time, I was going to say Joey Manessis just for that home run. Mm-hmm. But if we're thinking that right for the power – J.D. Martinez might be the biggest power hitter left on the board right now. And playing in L.A., he could knock in 100-plus runs with his eyes closed. He doesn't yeah, offer a lot of position versatility, but he does still have outfield eligibility. Yeah, I think J.D. Martinez is a guy that if you draft him here in, in round 18, 211 overall, he's a guy that could either 
yeah, return to form, hit 25, 30 home runs, or it could just be be crap again, and you can cut bait on him. So I think this is a a, g- a good spot for JD. If you're, uh, I'll, I'll click on draft if if you're in. Oh yeah, I'm in. Big. Uh, All right. I love later in the draft like this. I don't know how you normally do your drafts. I love really high upside guys when you get this late in the draft. Uh, absolutely. Somebody that could yeah. be a full on home run pick, or I can just cut them real quick and get somebody else. Yeah, this this is when I usually just scrape the bottom of the barrel for those uh, closers on teams that have have yet to name one or something like that. <laughs> I grab those up, and then the last few rounds, I usually go for my uh, high ceiling young guys or people to bounce back. All right, round 19, Miles Mikolas, Brendan Rodgers, still there again. Another backup catcher. We're not going to get Logan O'Hope for uh, the Angels. Tyler Anderson, starting pitcher for the Angels. Riley Green, Manessis, Naylor, Bader, Lariano, still there. Gene Segura. Um, yeah, I think this is a time where uh, Vaughn Grissom, Vaughn Grissom there. I think he's a – I was looking at our roster. We only have one shortstop eligible player so far in Semyon. So I think get another shortstop um, for our util or bench would be good. Yeah, I love it. Another high upside guy as well. He played really well. Uh, when Ozzy Albies got hurt and came up, and he's—I'm still convinced—he's the reason that they cut bait with Dansby Swanson. I mean, when you come up and hit 291 in 41 games, you're mm-hmm. gonna play. And he plays excellent defense. He had six doubles, five home runs, and stole five bases. Extrapolate that out. Let me do my little quick math. Do 24 doubles, 20 home runs, 20 steals. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's really solid for for a backup backup shortstop. Yeah, I love it. I'd love that pick a lot. And he's got second base eligibility, so he's even better. Do you, when you're like rounding out your bench guys, do you tend to lean towards guys that are eligible at more than one position, or do you just kind of go guys you think uh, highest ceiling, best available type guys? Um, I usually only try to go max one or two bench batters to start, to start the year, because I think there's more. So I think it's more, it's more even throughout the season. I think it's more valuable to have pitchers because like guys on your bench aren't going to do anything, but you're going to have starting pitchers on your bench that aren't starting that day. You, you just you just slot slot in when they are starting. So, but for your question, it's it's a mix of both. I do look to try to have the positions I'm not sure about have a have a solid guy that can play there to back up. But I also know if it's a position I can fill via free agency or the waiver wire or a trade, then I I just go for the highest ceiling. Yeah, that's smart. More. See, I tend to lean more batter heavy and you pointed out how weird that was to me when we started this back in September and now I'm in my head about it. And now I'm going to lean more towards, Oh, I see our boy there. Sorry. I cut myself off. Lars Newbar. (laughs) No, oh, yeah, because I'm like, we're, we're 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 round twenty here, two hundred thirty-five overall. I do um, like Miles Mikolas is the most recommended guy. I do yeah. like it. He's gonna win ten games minimum in in St. Louis. And when we had Nick from Pitcher List on, he did talk about in those later rounds getting guys that are gonna win games. So you know, like he's gonna get you double-digit wins. He, it's something he's gonna do. It's not gonna be the prettiest, but he has that. Incredible mustache to make up for how not pretty some of the games might be. Yeah, let's go. Uh, let's go, Michaelis here. I think we still need a still need a few few more pitchers here to round it out. Uh, all right, so going to round twenty one. Um, 
Okay, Luis Urias plays second, third, and short. Uh, Eric Eric Haas for the Tigers as catcher in outfield. Does he catch for them? Do you know? Yes, he does. Okay, so that's not really. Where does he hit? He hits sixth. We don't need a backup catcher. Uh, Evan Phillips, just middle reliever for for the Dodgers or Cal Quantrill <laughs> here. Still got fucking Josh Naylor still available in the in the twenty first <laughs> round. Gene Segura, Laureano. Peterson and uh, Newt Bar. Peterson and Newt Bar still there. We got to take one of those. We got to take a Lars here. And Lars, we trust. He, he, he got that Lars, working, at, he got that working at, at driveline, and uh, he's going to be great next season. Uh, Lars Newt Bar, 20 home runs confirmed. All right. Now, uh, round 22, we got our final three picks, I believe. I already have too many bench bats for my liking. Got three bench bats. <laughs> Plenty for my liking, though. Yeah, um, this is when I would – let's see the best starters available. Jameson Tyler, Tyler – I, I like Tyler Miley. Uh, I do, too. I do, I do too. All right, drafting him. All right, going Jumped to round. that one real quick. Yeah, <laughs> that was easy. 23, um, next to last pick here. This is usually when I take, like, someone a really – Closer that, that could have a chance of closing, or I take like a young guy that may not even start the season with the team, um, like, a, like a real high upside prospect type of guy. Yeah, yeah. Who you who you want to go with? Oh, I is Jared yeah. Walsh some guy you said that you think is going to break out this year? Or am I thinking? Of oh somebody? yeah, he was he was on my. Um... Oh, your what episode was over. that? We did like outside yeah, yeah, 350 yeah, yeah. or whatever, or okay. 250 plus. Mm-hmm. He was on my list, so it's starting to look like the more I do these drafts, he's not getting drafted a whole lot. So he's got to keep an eye on on waivers. Yeah, but Cal Quantrill is right there staring us in the face. Yeah, he, I was also scrolling here. I saw uh, Carlos Carrasco. I don't know if he's going to start the season with the Mets, but I think if he does, that's great. If not, he's still a solid pitcher. But yeah, Cal Quantrill. We'll, we'll take him here. Another, Play for another. the best team of the bunch. He'll get some wins, strike some people out. Mm-hmm. He never really has that high of an ERA, so solid pick. What do we got here? All right, la- next round. La- last pick here, I believe. Ooh. Yeah, last pick. Does it, did it give us a cool team name or just everybody else? No, it just says your team. Oh, lame. <laughs> Napoli married. I think I'm going to steal that one from my <laughs> My team name uh, next yeah. year. We'll go. We'll go through the team names after we make this pick here. Um, yeah, high upside guy. Who do we want? We want uh Your kitty could be good. However, you say his name. Your quitty. Houston I, Astros. K-State. I saw your your boy Jordan Walker here. If you want to close it out, close it out with him. Oh, you know what? I do. I know we have more All bench right. bats than you normally like. Uh, but... No, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm, I'm... These these simulation drafts are are. Just towards the end, are, are, are not even worth it. So, uh, all right, draft grade <laughs> B minus eighty two. Okay, Bert's here. Uh, let's see the projected stand. Oh, we can't see the projected standings. We don't have. Let me see if I can log into my free account to see I'm, if that. I'm not looking at your password. No, it, it's saved. It's saved already. Um, there we go. There we go. I don't know if. Uh, I don't know if it saved the draft. We just lost it. All right, whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't think we lost back, it. Go we back had a good-looking team. 
We had a we had a good looking team there. I, I I don't understand why I logged in and then, then I lost it. Whatever. But yeah, I think we had a uh, go back and listen and, and recap it. We we got bets. We got uh, Manny Machado <laughs> up there. We, we got, got a Rosarina. Got a Rosarina. We got a, a good trio of pitchers there. We got Urias, uh, Javier, and Manoa. I think got Will Smith. Yep. Got um. In the later rounds, we used picks on guys like Grayson Rodriguez, Josh Bell. Yeah. Yeah, for, for, I, th- I think uh, our weakness that that draft was probably first base with just Andrew Vaughn and Josh Bell. I think that's that's a spot you want to definitely shore up. But usually there's first basemen that become available throughout the year, whether it's on waivers or free agents or via trade. I was happy we were able to get, you know, Betts, Machado, Semien, Will Smith to, to get catcher, second, short, and third base probably – the four most shallow positions and even outfield. We got a Rosarina, uh, Buxton. Did we take Quan? Yep, we took Quan. Yeah, and then um, Betts can play outfield as well. We got Luis Arias, JD Martinez for potential. I, I, I like that Martinez pick a lot. I'm, I'm glad you pointed out that he was still available there. So I think that was a, a pretty good exercise there. Hopefully the listeners learned something. I, I know I did. Hopefully you did, Blake. Uh, hopefully we can do Absolutely. these more often. I think this yeah. is more fun when there's like no, no news to talk about. Yeah, I I had a lot of fun. It was cool kind of going through and seeing who was available, who wasn't, seeing how the fantasy pro, pros guys were ranking everybody and who was still available, kind of getting an eye on who was falling a little bit in these. I don't know how they decide which players should fall in these drafts or not, but we ended up with a B-minus draft, but it's a draft that I liked just because we had a good strategy going in and we ended up we really solidified those weak positions like third base, outfield, all that. And we left spots like first base. We got decent guys. We didn't get terrible picks, but we got guys that are they're placeholder worthy that you can use as trade bait to get some better guys later on. And all kinds of guys pop up all the time. Joey Manessis popped up halfway through the year last year and tore the fucking cover off the ball and was a top five first baseman for like the last half of the year. Christian Walker, same thing, came out of nowhere, was a waivers guy, absolutely blew the doors off of the league last year with like 38 home runs. Like Guys like that pop up every year, and it's always that those positions like first base where they have guys that are big boppers that they don't know where the hell else to put them because they may not play the best defense. So yeah, showing up spots like catcher, third base, outfield, we got our solid core of pitching at the beginning, and then we kind of filled in with some high upside guys later on. That's a good draft. Yeah, and I think the one thing that we may have to like dedicate like a whole episode to is to how how you how you actually should value closers in in leagues, especially with the five by five league, because they saves is one of the one of the ten categories that impacts your ratios as well. But both of us are, are pretty anti closer, so I think we should do some research and be like, okay, these are guys that, that are safe to target, but there's never any safe closers. That, that's the thing. Like you could end up taking. Edwin Diaz with a, with a top pick, and he has a year he had in 2021 rather than last year. You could take a Craig Kimbrell that just completely blows up. You can take a guy that just gets injured. The closers are just so volatile, which is why I usually try to stay away. Yeah, somebody like Paul Seawald, who was supposed to be this incredible closer for the Mariners last year, and he saved 20 games because they just did closer by committee all year. Mm-hmm. So it did. you never really know what's going to happen with closers. Like next year, Munoz is – 
presumably going to be the closer because, I mean, he throws 103 with a slider that breaks 50 miles off the plate. But knowing how knowing how DePoto and Service and all those guys work in Seattle, probably not going to go that way. There's probably not going to be a closer in Seattle that saves more than 20 games next year. So it's weird. you got to take a lot of stuff into account. Yeah, yeah, closers are just they're they're just weird in, in fantasy baseball to me, and uh, especially with how bullpens are being used nowadays, and, and managers are much more willing to they're open about okay, yeah, I'm going to use my closer in the highest leverage spot if that's the seventh inning, it's a seventh inning, it's not going to always be the ninth inning. So I, I either see more leagues adding like holds or just combining save and holds, which opens a whole other can of worms. Like okay, let's let's just target these middle relievers with high ratios. So it really depends on, on what your league settings are. I agree. And that's something that maybe we'll go over in the very coming weeks, I think would be a good idea to cover because I really want to spend this off season covering as much draft strategy and player projections and breaking down as many guys as we can. And I think that's an excellent thing to do that I hadn't even thought of. Yeah. Maybe we'll throw out a, a draft Twitter mailbag or a Reddit AMA or something for uh Different strategies or different questions people have. Ooh, I love that. But on that note, I think that's all we've got for you guys mm-hmm. today. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Fake Baseball. You can check us out in the Discord at sg.pn slash Discord. You can find us on all your streaming platforms out there. And you can find me on Twitter at Balake, B-U-H-H-L-O-C-K-A-Y-E. And I'm Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. And we'll catch you guys next time. Peace.